0: Hello and welcome to Extra Time, I'm Jacob McSweeney. This week we hear from our Olympic team in London and there's also some rugby with the Super Rugby final this weekend and the All Blacks season not far away. The double scullers Nathan Cohen and Joseph Sullivan picked up New Zealand's first gold medal at the London Olympics. The rowers are expected to lead the New Zealand charge at the Games and they've started well. After that victory, Simon Mercep spoke to rowing New Zealand's high performance manager Alan Cotter. What words would you use to describe that that finish from uh, Nathan Cohen and and Joseph Sullivan?
1: Well, uh, it's uh, amazing, really. They've been doing it all year. The opposition knew what they could do in that last 500. The last 500 are four seconds faster than any any of the other five crews. So it was a real effort from them that was in front of them, and they just dug deep, uh, big hearts, and they're real fighters and and approved... uh, Today, Absolutely. And got the gold medal for
0: it. Absolutely. I mean, they were sixth and last at 500 metres. They were still fifth at 1,500 metres. Talk about leaving it late.
1: Yes, uh, but we knew, when, and the, the double knew, that the others would try and break them early on, and that's what Slovenia tried to do. They tried to go out hard and get a gap on them. Uh, they were, you could see on the TV that they, they were working hard, it couldn't last, and then the Italians in that last. Uh, 500 tried to stay in front of them and there was a shot of them about 400 out. The appellate stroke was starting to look around and I thought, well, if you're starting to look around you're not concentrating on your own boat and that's when uh, Joseph and Nathan uh, put it in another gear and, uh, yeah, went through and won the gold medal.
0: Must be a huge boost for the whole rowing team.
1: Yes, no, we've had two finals. We uh, picked up the bronze you know, yesterday with the women's hair and we've won a goal today and tomorrow we've got uh, I've got Mahi uh, racing in the singles and we've got the women's double uh, racing as well as the men's pair. Um, so we've got three finals tomorrow as well.
0: Rowing New Zealand's Alan Cotter speaking to Simon Mersep. Fourth is always described as the worst place at the Olympics, one place from a medal and yet you might as well be last. That was the case for the New Zealand cyclist Linda Willemson in the women's road time trial. The 27-year-old Danish-born rider was less than two seconds away from the bronze. She became eligible to ride for New Zealand in 2009 and won a world championship silver medal in the event last year. Barry Guy spoke with Willemsen after her ride. How tough was that course today? It
2: was was a very fast course. It was nearly over before it started. It was um, a couple of rolling hills. Um, not, Not so technical, but But the helix just out a little bit and made it a little bit harder.
3: Was it a course to your liking?
2: Um, I prefer a little bit, a little bit more technical, but, but um, technical to break the rhythm. But it was the type of course that you can't just keep keep your rhythm. It keeps breaking up because of those little rolling, undulating heels. So it was not too bad for me.
3: And how did the race develop for you? Were you happy with how you went?
2: Of course, you, I keep thinking about it afterwards. Could I have done something different? Or could I have won a couple of seconds here or there? But altogether, I, I don't think I could have changed, changed anything. I went as hard as I could, as long as I could, and I just needed, oh, well, I needed to go a couple of seconds faster to make it better, and today I didn't have that in my legs.
3: You're obviously disappointed.
2: Yeah, and it took a, took a while to, to sort of smile again, but not much I can change about anything at the moment.
3: Has it left you uh, hungry in some way to um, carry on?
2: Yeah, well, I, I had a brief chat to Christian Armstrong after the race just to congratulate her, and, and and she said, oh, you can have a go at the World End. With a smile on her face, yeah, of course, it's something that all that riders dream about medals and especially the top Top one on the podium, and given it's only a couple of weeks, I think six weeks to Worlds now. I'll try and keep the form
4: high as it is
2: as it is at the moment, and then see if I can do something then.
3: What about the Olympics, though? In another four years?
2: Oh, I keep thinking I'm too old, but I can see on the age that I might have a couple of years to go. So yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't call it out just yet.
0: Willemson was also 18th in the road race. There are seven New Zealand crews in the top 10 of their respective classes at the Olympic Sailing Regatta. The men's 470 are fourth overall, the men's 49er crew are third midway through their program, while board sailor JP Tobin, the star, laser, finn and women's match races are also well placed. Barry Guy spoke with the Olympic program manager Jez Fanstone who is happy with their start to the Olympic program.
5: Yes, I am. The, you know, the guys have failed uh, have well. It's been a mixture of conditions, but we've got a lot of, uh, a lot of our teams in the top 10. Uh, we've got Peter Blair in the 49er sitting in bronze medal position at the moment. And they're halfway through. Another team sitting around six with striking distance of the, uh, of the podium.
3: What about the conditions, though? I did hear someone say that they are similar to um, Auckland sometimes.
5: Yeah, we've, we've had um, predominantly good sailing breezes here. Quite shifty, quite, um, quite tricky breezes, as you would get, say, if you're sailing off the, uh, the East Coast Bays in Auckland. So, um, you know, very good sailing conditions.
3: And how are the sailors uh, feeling about it, you know, now that they're, they're into it and it's the competition they expected?
5: Absolutely. We've been here, we've sailed here for the last three years. Uh, we, 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 we've seen all, all kinds of conditions and that's all we need to prepare ourselves for here. Um, and this week so far has been in the 10 to 20 knot range of winds, just good sailing, and tomorrow looks like we're going to have another sort of moderate day of sailing, uh, moderate winds, and um, looking forward to it. Uh,
3: this uh, young uh, crew of uh, Peter Birling and Blair Took, they've started particularly well. What's been their reason for success, perhaps?
5: I think this, the same that um, all our crews have had. They've prepared very well over the last three and a half years, and for some campaigns, it's been longer than that. But they've all um, they've all prepared really well. They're fit. Um, they've got good boat speed, and um, you know they're, they're just going through their processes, and um, and and you know, putting down what
3: they know they can do. I was wondering what it is that um, makes a sailor so good. You know, if you look at, say, someone like Ben Ainsley, the Englishman who's done, done so well, is it fitness? Is it just the reading of the wind? You know, what, what makes a sailor so good?
5: It's a combination of everything, and that's what makes the sport so interesting and challenging. You need to be physically fit and conditioned for your class. You need to be able to sail your boat well, and you need to be able to make decisions well. One of the, one of the, the, the key features of our sport is that our, our race track is never the same from one day to the next. The the wind changes, the tidal conditions change, the wave conditions change, and you're you're racing on a course with between 20 and 40 other sailors. So you need to be able to make split decision, you know, split decision, um, and, and, and 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 make them right.
3: We've had some success. Well, last Olympics a gold medal, and you know, of course, Barbara's done well. But perhaps not as much success at the Olympics as some people may have expected. How have you reacted to to that, and how do you feel about it this time?
5: Oh, look, it, it comes down to we've got some very talented sailors. We've got an age range of twenty one um, to, to to late thirties. We've got a young team here. We've got, um, we've got nine of our team are under 25. They're talented sailors, and um, they trained really hard. And um, you know, it's, as I say, it, we were halfway through, and um, you know, we, we, we've had World Cup and World Championship successes in the last 18 months, and, and we're looking to build on that.
3: So. Going into the second part of the regatta, can I force you to sort of make any predictions?
5: Oh, look, there's a lot of racing still to we've done. We're, we're in striking distance at the podium, and um, it's, it's all about keeping uh, keeping doing the right things and, and um, putting the results down and, 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 um, and seeing how we go at the end of the regatta. We've, we've got the 470 girls are starting tomorrow. The 470 boys started today. They had a cracking day in the water. Um And, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what
0: happens in a week's time. Jez Fanstone from Sailing New Zealand talking to Barry Guy. And you're listening to Extra Time. The All Blacks coach Steve Hansen names his 28-strong squad for the opening rounds of the new rugby championship on Sunday, but one of the usual automatic choices won't be among the names read out. Centre Conrad Smith will miss at least the first two Blederslow Cup tests after having eye surgery to repair a detached retina. Smith had two operations on his left eye a couple of weeks ago and says he's still unsure at what stage of the super rugby campaign he suffered the injury. He spoke to Stephen Hewson about how his recovery's going. Good, good.
4: It's um yeah, it's got a lot better, uh, particularly in the last sort of week and yeah, it was it wasn't uh, even too bad straight after the operation, so it's uh you know, one of those things. Um sit out for a little bit longer. But I can drive around and things, um, but it's still a bit cloudy and just in the left eye but um, I can hit a golf ball and try and um, run around and things so it's uh, not too bad. Is that part of the recovery
3: programme, is it, golf?
4: Uh, yeah well it was the only thing I could really do so um, that that was uh, about all but yeah I'm, I'm back running around um, as of Monday and just like jogging and sitting on bike and things so uh, it's all getting better from now hopefully. Can you see properly now? Uh, eventually I will. But right now no, I'm seeing worse and uh, when, when I went on. When I went in it was um the vision it wasn't too bad. It's hard to explain. It was just I just knew it was it was a little bit um it was just a little bit off. Like in terms of doing the reading the letters at the end of the room, I was fine. Um, it was only when You know, the specialist had a look at the back of the eye that she uh, picked it up. And and eventually, if I'd left it, it the vision would have uh, deteriorated. But, you know, at the time it wasn't that bad. And it was lucky in the end that I sort of uh, went in when I did. Um, I've had a few um, problems um, in the past. So I actually knew the specialist. So that's what reason probably I went in normally, you know, Another rugby player probably would have left it for another uh, couple of weeks, but since I'd uh, been in before, it was just an easy thing for me to sort out. So, is it still the first two tests you're going to miss? Yeah, it's it's a bit hard. I mean. Don't really, uh, you know. I, I know I'm uh, not going to take any risks with it, so it's just all on the doctor's call, really. Um, I know, in probably a week or two, I'm going to be feeling great and want to play, but uh, I, I just got to keep going back. I see him again, uh, the specialist next week, next Wednesday, and um, you know he'll just keep doing what he does, look at the eye and make make sure it's all repairing well. But uh, yeah, that's all I'm going off at the moment.
0: Conrad Smith. The Chiefs Mahonry Schwalger isn't eligible for the All Blacks, and therefore flies somewhat under the radar, but the hooker is in the form of his career and is relishing the prospect of playing in the Super Rugby final this weekend. The match against the Sharks sold out within hours of tickets going on sale, and the 25,100 capacity Waikato Stadium will be bursting at its seams on Saturday night. While it's the franchise's first home final, they have played in the trophy match once before, and the players will be desperate to exercise the painful memories of that humiliating loss to the Bulls in Pretoria in 2009. However, this year's Chiefs are a different beast, and the new coaching set of head coach Dave Rennie and assistants Tom Coventry and Wayne Smith moulding a side that's exceeded all expectations. Schwalger is the old head in the relatively inexperienced front row, and the former Samoa International's form has been so good, he's largely kept the all-black hooker Hika Elliott on the bench. Andrew McCrae caught up with Schwalger to talk about the Chiefs' impressive season, and what they need to do to claim their maiden super rugby title.
6: We're pretty happy where we are at the moment, we no, we are in the, we're in the final, so... We've got nothing to lose now, and you know, all we've got to do now is make sure we put our best performance of the year, and uh, make sure we can, uh, you know, win this. And what do you you know about the Sharks? Pretty tough team, though. It is. you know Sharks is, a, you know, they're they're one of the top teams of the, comp, you know, and they are the top team in South Africa as well. And they've got a few uh, international uh, players in as well, especially their front row. So you know, this is a big challenge for us. And we know we'll, we're just going to make sure we front up with the right attitude on Saturday, and uh, make sure we, we do this. Having the hometown advantage is, of course, a benefit, isn't it? That's huge. It's huge, and that's what we've been working really hard. are you know, during the season, make sure we're on the top of the table. And uh, you know, we lost uh, a couple of games before the uh, our last game of the uh, run, robin And you know, everything happened for a reason. So now, you know, we got a home final, and now we're pretty happy about it. Now you've re-signed with the Chiefs. What is it about the franchise you, you really like? I felt like I'm on the home, especially with the uh, new coaching stuff and the plays around. So uh, these guys are a lot of young guys, and uh, you know, and I fit it right in there. And uh, you know, the guys are doing really well this year, so I'm, I'm looking forward for the challenge in the years to come. So is, is that that team spirit that, well, that's giving you the boost? It is. We, we don't have the starting fifteen. We always have that in our in our. Uh, in our team spirit and you know, make sure we don't have a starting fifth team. We've got a good squad. We've got to make sure we have a good squad and we've been doing that the whole season and this is where we're at at the moment. This is in the final so we've got to keep that right for you until we uh, finish uh, the season. Still have that desire to play international to get back into the Samoan team? <laughs> at this stage I'm worried about the, you know, for the Chiefs you know, this weekend and I'll think about that you know, later on after. How much influence has you know Dave Rennie and uh, Tom Coventry and Wayne Smith as coaches had on, on, on you this season? Huge, huge. You know, I came from overseas. I was had a couple of seasons overseas, came down to the Highlanders and uh, halfway through the season from the Highlanders, I, I got a call from uh, Rennie to see if I'm interested to in come over here through the Chiefs. So, you know, Rennie been coaching me when I was uh, when I was a kid as well. You know, and uh, you know he's been helping me a lot. And Tom, Tom Coventry and there's uh, you know, a bonus as well when I move here and uh, Smithy is there as well so you know, it's just lift up my game and I really really want to be part of the Chiefs and uh, you know, we're, we've been working really hard and we're in the final at the moment Now those three seem to have the balance right don't they really? Yes it is You know, we're, uh, Our team has uh, got all the balance through the forward pack to the uh, backs and uh, we've got a really good coaching stuff as well So it's been a particularly good season for the Chiefs but how do they keep that legacy going so it's not just a one, one season wonder? Well, they've got to make sure that the, uh, the young guys will be, you know, come up and make sure they, they plant that seed and they you know, have that winning mentality. So when they, after the season, they make sure we just build up for the, for the years, years to come. So you know, these guys are going to be here for the, probably another couple of years and, uh, and I know things will, will be work well for the Chiefs. Saturday night's game is potentially, well, I guess, one of the biggest of your career to date. Um, how do you mentally prepare for it, you know, I'll be thinking about the final straight away when we, uh, when we beat the Crusaders. So, you know, for me, you know, I'll be building up for this big game. Like I said before, you know, this game is all about attitude, the team that will front up. And the less mistakes we'll make, that's the team that's going to win this comp. So, you know, what we've been concentrated as a team as well. We've got goals to, uh, to set for this big game, and uh,
0: hopefully we're going to front up in Saturday. That's Mo Schwalga speaking to Andrew McCrae. And that's extra time for this week. I'm Jacob McSweeney.